The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We're back with Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Chris, and Joe as they bring Mora, Cletus, Jamie, and Father Bartok further into our Dresden Files Accelerated Adventure. Quite a bit was learned from Aunt Mary Sue in the last episode. More investigation in this one, so enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes and Facebook. Definitely get us get onto Facebook and contribute to the conversations that go on there. Um, you can also just search for us on the internet, Adventures from the Shed. We're going to continue our Dresden Files Accelerated campaign, and we'll start introducing our people and characters with... Hi everyone, this is Mickey. In this adventure, I play Mora, Mora the same, our monster hunter. Oh, nice. JJ here. I'll be playing Cletus Fitzhammer. Um, he is a third eye addict, policer of wizards, warden of the White Council, and police detective of the Upstate. Nice. This is Kurt. I'll be playing Jamie Anderson. He is the wealthy woodsman, member of an old upstate family who is somewhat retreated to the woods because he likes to be alone. And Kurt. hunting. So, and sorry, hunting. Chris. <laughs> Speaking of hunting. <laughs> I'm not hunting anything. This is Chris. I'll be playing Victor Bartok, the Knight of the Cross and White Court Virgin. Uh, he's also a priest. Yeah, Father Victor Bartok. Yes. And I am Joe. I am the Game Master as we do continue this Dresden Files Accelerated game. Um, myself and Mickey and Kurt, I, I singled you out already, we're going to do a quick recap of the last session. Now, I'll start it with, at the beginning of the last session, our characters had finished um, subduing uh, Champagne Horace, who was the voodoo practitioner, and started talking about what they might do next. Um, what did <laughs> Mora consider doing next? Or, or the conversations that were had amongst the, the characters? She wanted to do more research around okay. Champagne and how exactly she came about the skill of a voodoo practitioner. And what did she see Cletus doing? Cletus, otherwise known as Fitz, got together with Vicky, Father Vicky. And they were going to hit the road trying to discern whether or not... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Before that, he took that cloak out of his... Oh, anus. yeah. He did take... He pulled the cloak out of his ass, which yeah. probably hurt. It wasn't great when it came way. out. It's a wizard much. thing. Then smashed poor old Champagne's head in and okay. um, put her out of her misery, ah. essentially. What did Jamie think about that at the time? So that part, actually, Jamie was fine with because there's yeah. a code... The wizard, yeah. the White Council code, he was acting in accordance with it. I didn't have a real problem with that. Okay. whole torture beforehand, I was a little squeamish about, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, so from there, um, as Mickey was mentioning, Mora and Jamie went on to do some, some research. What did, did you find? So we went to my Aunt Mary Sue, who is kind of the, uh, she's in her 70s. She's kind of the member of the Anderson clan who's most interested in genealogy and regional history. Um, she has read the obituaries every day since she was 20. And National Enquirer, Weekly World News. Right. So she yeah. is what we might call a, a conspiracy theorist. For her, it is all true. Yeah. Uh, but from her, in short, what we found was that... Um, Champagne's family name was originally Horacio. It was changed to Horace about 100 years ago. 
Um, the family came here 150 years ago, uh, and there was nothing of note until approximately 50 years ago, a Jonathan Smith kind of somehow wormed, weaseled in, or imbued himself into the family. Infiltrated Infiltrated, a word. That's a better word. Yes. Uh, and took the name of Horace and uh, married Champagne. Um, he is now her estranged husband. He's still living somewhere in the upstate. And Mary Sue said that he had some sort of super connect, supernatural connection. Um, and that really there was nothing of note of the family until Jonathan and Champagne got together and strange things started happening. And the family started dying off, whether of natural causes or related thereto. Now, to Mary Sue, everything is suspicious. Right. Even natural causes. That's a good point. You don't die of natural causes at 45. Fair enough. Right. And then the other thing that she told us was that about 20 years ago, Champagne went to New Orleans. And after that, she started showing up in the news more and uh, somehow started talking about Bruce, Bruce Flair. Mm-hmm. So. Mickey, what do you remember about the, um, the meeting of the father, the wizard, and Marcus? Marcus confirmed that the message, the signature on the message was actually forged, and it was forged by mortal means, Mm -hmm. not by magical means. Um, There was lots of talks about salty balls with Victor. Um, Meatballs. I don't know if salty. Salty. Saucy. Saucy and salty. It is now. What else happened? Um, Marcus basically shared it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it, right? Um, he did point them towards looking behind the scenes of Gold's Gym. That's and, true. Um, he, he did mention that he had yeah. heard the name Gold's Gym before and pointed them in that direction. And that Bruce was somehow that. involved with that change. He's consistently involved with Gold's Gym. Yeah. And I think that brings us to where we get started here. And what we're going to do, um, per a good suggestion from JJ, is we're going to take this opportunity to do a minor milestone. And with us today to tell us what that means is Chris. Father Bartok. Uh, that too. Is Father Bartok reading from the book? Yeah, the That good sounds book. good to me. That's right. a good book. <laughs> uh, turn, turn to uh, Psalms uh, 1521, which is uh, page 196, 196 of the yes. book. Yeah. And read us the uh, first several verses. (laughs) A minor milestone usually occurs at the end of a gaming session or when a story segment is resolved. And it is intended for general character modifications based on on the plot's dictates. In a minor milestone, you can choose to do one and only one of the following. Switch the ratings of any two approaches. Rename one aspect other than your high concept. Exchange one stunt for a different stunt. If, you, if your refresh is greater than one, spend one refresh to choose a new stunt from those available to your mantle or to create a stunt. And one we're not definitely not going to do is if you're marked doomed and it has been in recovery for a whole session, clear it. Note yeah. that taking no action during a minor milestone is permissible and occasional sensible, occasionally sensible. So we're taking this opportunity. It's one thing that I like to do, and I think we may have even talked about this in a sidebar sometime. I really like to give new characters the option to change things on their characters, and I like this idea. Um, in between uh, sessions here, um, JJ brought this up, and after reading through it, this sounds like a really good implementation of actual rules that lets us do a small modification to a character that we already have. Um, so let whoever wants to jump in first, uh, as somebody has already cho- if someone has already chosen one of those things to do, let's talk about it. 
Well, Mora at yeah. uh, uh, Mickey chose to add an aspect to Mora. Mm-hmm. Given our last encounter, she added the aspect "Not all is as it seems." Okay. After watching Vicky in action, this is a person whom she thought was on the level and kind of okay, and just got really, really scary. Okay. So, so did uh, adding a uh, as a note, adding an aspect is something we can do at any time. Did you choose to switch any two approaches or rename an, an aspect you already have? So I, you, pre- I enjoy time, leading with force. At this time, you are taking no action during the minor milestone. Well, just added an aspect. That's fine, yeah. I'll, I'll classify that in action. <laughs> I'm going to okay. do the same thing. Yeah. So go ahead, Kurt. What did you do for Jamie? All right, so I did not feel the need to swap any of my approaches or add a stunt yet. I think I will next time, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to add an aspect because I'm pretty low on them. Um, so what I have right now is my high concept is uh, that Jamie is a wealthy woodsman, which is designed to bring in my family background and wealth along with my kind of loner slash hunter druid background. Uh, I, I keep thinking of it as um, you want to bring in your family's wealth and influence, but detach yourself from it at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then Are my trouble. Email? Yeah, my trouble <laughs> is modernity equals ruin, development equals unhappiness. Okay. which will play in eventually with our villains. And then the aspect I had was I can dress up well, but I don't like to. And then I'm going to add, and I'm doing this partly for you, Joe. I like it. I, I mean, I'm reading it. Yeah, go I'm ahead. doing, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Nice. And I want to be clear. I am a hunter. Yeah. I love guns, knives. It's different than fighting. Though. Right, yeah. exactly. That's exactly right. So the whole, like, what's gone on here has made me realize, like, I would rather talk, research, mm. As, as often as the case with Kurt's characters, I would yeah. tend towards diplomacy rather than, like, shoot first, ask later. Okay. So I'm not saying I won't fight. I'm just saying, like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So as part of that, one of the things I thought was interesting, um, it's the second option on that page 196, rename one aspect. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool thing because then you can kind of readjust something that you'd think no longer fits your character. Right. But you're comfortable with the ones you have. I'm okay with what I have. I just want to add this. Okay. And, and I'm also thinking just in terms of balance party, because I've got more over there who I think would say she's a fighter, not a lover. <laughs> and then Victor, who has, you know, at least some violent tendencies. So, so between, between um, Jamie and Mora, the term screw you has completely different connotations. Yes. 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 One and, is uh, pleasurable. <laughs> The other, less so. Yeah. I'll let you choose which one's which. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm also yeah. setting up the potential for, yeah, I like to think of Jamie as a fairly attractive kind of loner, but like. I can it, tell you that aspect alone will make you vulnerable to the white court. That's nice. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I like it. Okay. Well, for those who feed off of passion, yeah. if you're a lover, not a fighter, you're less likely to fight them. That's uh, just the so white, you know. The white court happen. feeds off of there passion. are different. There are different houses. Different three houses. different houses. One of them is is passion. One despair. The other was I don't remember. But how is a lover? Malvor is fear. Malvor is fear. But how is a lover not passionate? I'm lust. Oh, they, so they will feed off of it. Yeah, yeah. that's my point. Oh, so okay. you you would be at a disadvantage against a vampire from the house of Wraith. I thought it was like, would you like to spoon? I was like, uh-huh. go check with your husband. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was listening. Yeah. Mickey just passed me a note. Would you please pass me a spoon? Uh, I thought it said, would you like know. to spoon? Uh, right there. So, JJ, what have you chosen to do with Cletus at this minor milestone? I have actually chosen to do nothing with Cletus at this minor milestone. Um, okay. 
I I feel like I prepared in my uh, character creation. You're such a nerd. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. My character is perfect. My character is perfect. My character is perfect. Don't, don't touch it. it. My preparation was Except for the non-belt thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a, that was a fly-by-wire thing yeah. right there. That wasn't... Uh, well, not fly-by-wire. It, it is now fly a key key oh, yeah. concept. It makes, it. Yeah. It makes I, it. I love you, hon. So, but you're a fucking nerd. So you're, you may have a new aspect called no fashion sense. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Right, if I want to get into his good graces, I, I just give him a new polo with a logo, like right over, like <laughs> give him a little alligator. Yeah. <laughs> I always wear the nondescript black shoes, non-slip, pa- you know, shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That like everyone you would consider work shoes, Plus, and right. they're pleather, right? No, like they're, like they're thirty-eight dollars. Doc- oh, they're definitely Doctor Scholl's. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Right? Ergonomics is important. Yes. Yeah. Um. So with that, that gives us a little bit of an update on our characters. We've learned a little bit of new stuff about a couple of them and uh, learned that some have no need for change. What? Did so Chris need anything? No. Yep. I am not. I know, thought you I already like, answered anyway. No? Sorry. My but, bad. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to keep him how he is right yeah. now. Okay. And that's my mistake that's if, I, if I didn't ask, but yeah, there yeah. we go. So we're good. Yeah, then. right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That's why I let it slide. So <laughs> both, both the wizard and the priest are perfect. Yes. As yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody need a hand job though? <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy that called. I'm totally, com- totally comfortable in my manhood. <laughs> now for the GM on. Well, page- you don't want his version of a hand job. No. <laughs> no. And then page 198 a has a minor job. milestone for the GM. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, technically, because of the way I play, uh, I'll read this. Um, so to JJ's point. This is part of advancing the world on page 198. So at a a minor milestone, the GM should consider the following. The first is, has any faction made any progress towards one of its goals or successfully taken its next steps? The next is, has any faction gained or expended resources this session? And the last is, has any faction experienced the removal of an obstacle, the advent of a new obstacle, or the revelation of a new weakness this session? And I will tell you, from the GM's perspective, all three are yes. Yeah, because I, I was establishing our campaign, and if, for me at least, from my perspective, if I didn't hit all three of these at this first milestone, it wouldn't have been as ready for you guys to explore. So in this case, there is a faction that has made significant progress towards its goal. Um, And a different faction has expended a resource. Technically, you guys expended the resource, but it has expended its resource. Well, that and plus the necklace. I imagine that's also a resource that's been taken away. Um, However, that can still be recovered. That's true. Champagne cannot be recovered at this time. Um, And then has any faction experienced the removal of an obstacle, the advent of a new obstacle, or the revelation of a new weakness? There is a faction that has eliminated an obstacle. Yes. And then we became an obstacle for somebody else. Yes. Nice. Well, you are, at this point, I will tell you, part of the party it's a resource for a new faction or a faction, and all of the party is an obstacle for other factions. Yeah. So it's um, I'm trying to work in a whole lot of treachery and web weaving in this, um, and and I think I mentioned that a little bit in the last episode, but I'll reiterate again: whatever you see right now isn't the whole story. Mm-hmm. 
and, and that will probably be true through the entire campaign until we feel like we're ready to wrap up, and then truth will be revealed, and there'll be a penultimate moment. <laughs> exactly. Got to work on that. He does. <laughs> you need the gravel and the. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good evil laugh. Jesus. I'll just stop even crying. You, you need depth and gravel. You can't do one or the other. Like, if I just did this, it doesn't work. No, if I went, it doesn't work. You got to put both together. Um, yeah. It's got to be a mix between Jabba the Hutt and Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> exactly. Banta now that we've uh, lost all our listeners. Well, I don't know. If, if, you talk, if you talk Star Wars, you probably didn't lose much. Um, although Star Wars, we haven't played. We, we have not. No, we did. We no, did. We played, we played Star Trek, not no, Star Wars. We no, we played, played Star Wars. Wars. What's the starter set? Oh, yeah, the Edge of Empire. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Age of Rebellion, right there on the shelf. The one we blew up everything the with a grenade. The one we liked right up until we played the adventure through. <laughs> um, so let's get started back, uh, because Kurt stepped out for a moment. Let's start back with... Um, Bartok Farther and Bartok and uh, Cletus, let's, we're going to meet up with Mora and you guys share information. Now, feel free to make up any little details, and I'll just take notes of them as they go. Was there any importance about the whole talisman being lost for centuries and all that jazz? Like, does it have typically, a name? Or? Typically, uh, when the artifact is removed from circulation, so to speak, uh, it's because it is powerful. And somebody will grab onto it and hold onto it and uh, allow the collective knowledge of humanity to be lost on that. Mm. Now, I would point out Smart. everything you just said is right, but the key there is it's an artifact. And it's, it's not just a thing. This is actually an artifact. Oh, it's got like a like name. And artifacts, yeah. artifacts have a power directly relational to the amount of people who believe in it like the shroud of turin is powerful because people think that it's powerful also you can presume that nothing that's been created in the last maybe 100 years or the last century would be an artifact it has to be old enough that it's gone through enough people and power and prestige and then lost and come back and (laughs) it it has to have a a a a, a history yeah, but like a cornucopia of information in a history right. in order for it to then be deemed an artifact. But the way he so, mentioned it is almost yeah. like somebody wants to hold on to it so people forget about it completely. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. I mean, if you're in control of something of that magnitude, you yeah. probably don't want other people who can kick your ass to know about it. And if you uh, think about it, like something that has that much power, I'm talking with my mouth full, it's rude. But in order to ha- take power away from it, you have to take belief away from it. And one way to do that is to right. hide it away so as people forget yeah. it loses its power. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but in this, in this world, knowledge and belief are supremely powerful. Like, it was one reason as a knight of the cross, you have power is because of the belief in that power. Every time now, someone a wears a crucifix, they're yeah. adding power to your sword. Although, I think he was agnostic, which means... It's the belief that there's something out there, but you don't know what it is. Right. So a crucifix may not necessarily add power for him, but 
belief, um, the the push of soul or something yep. might add power for yeah. him. Belief in and, a greater power. Yeah, and I would leave that to you to decide it, what that might be. When you see something in others, conviction of will, belief in something, yeah. that may help you, you know, further yourself. Uh, but it may it may not necessarily be anything to do with the church to which you are a priest. But the fact that <laughs> none of us, or you and I at least, who are experienced in this world, we have no idea what this necklace might be. I yeah. think that is right. An but it indicator. seems like Marcus kind of knew what was up. A well, he, he, at least in the wizard library, there he, should be he information. He knew what it was. Exactly. Like so so it, it's been removed long enough that it's at least been removed from most of the consciousness of people. Right. So I'll tell Cletus for this, um, and, and assume you would share this kind of thing, but mm-hmm. um, the reason that Marcus probably pawned it off to the library is he's so full of himself he wouldn't tell you something that might be wrong. Yeah. He will only tell you what's truth because he doesn't want anyone to believe he says anything wrong ever. So if he were to guess at what it was and happen to have some wrong information, he feels that that would make him weaker. Oh, yeah, okay. So he referred you to the library because he's pretty sure, and you get the look on his face, he's pretty sure of what it is, but pretty sure isn't what Marcus deals in. Exactly. He deals in, I'm right. Absolutes. Or not. (laughs) Yes. So he wouldn't share something that he wasn't confident of. Uh, So, Kurt, you're back. We're going through right now. All four characters are meeting back up. Um, let's say, just for kicks, um, the lazy goat is neutral ground. Okay. Just for kicks. Because yeah, now, now we can say that's a place where you guys first met up to begin with. That's where Kurt's character started. And um, let's just say that the lazy goat in downtown Greenville is neutral ground. And now, um, because it's something that Cletus knows about, and as part of the um, uh, signatories of the Unsealy Accords... Oh. The wizards also know about the back room that you can use. Yep. Which isn't public knowledge. Um, and I'm being a little quiet because I have the hiccups. Really? I think you should talk more then because that's something we could definitely <laughs> pick on. So, Jamie, what's good to eat here? <laughs> <laughs> the liquor. Got it. Lo- <laughs> lo- love the lamb. <laughs> love the lamb. Wasn't there something like lamb fingers or something like that last time when we were first talking about the lazy goat? You'd they, mentioned some yeah, kind of appetizer. Do really, really nice lamb there. They yeah. have a lamb sandwich lunch. Yeah. That's what Victor's oh. going to order. There you go. Lamb sandwich. Kind of a, a little bit of a ragu. So now as the, um, as the food is delivered and the last of the, um, the people who are not clued in leave the room, uh, because at this point, essentially, this is like the executive room. Yeah. This is where a few people in the business community could re- reserve the room. So when you go in, they just assume you're in some business meeting. So the non-clued in, the straights, the normals, uh, they'll still serve you and, and not give you a second glance, except that you're an odd group of business people. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's definitely an eyebrow raised at the clerical collar. I, I yeah. shoved the... Uh, Cletus, don't always have it on there. Cletus doesn't dress like a classy businessman. Not necessarily. We usually wear belts. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You can't come in here without a belt. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no, no belt, belt, no, no service. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it, if that wasn't so long, that'd be a show title. I might find a way to make that happen. Um so at this point, yes, everything has been set, th- set down at the table in front of you. You have the food to eat, and um, yes, it is all very good food. And 
you are ready to now take on the conversation of what has happened and what are you guys going to do next? Well, we still have the option of trying to ping Bruce Flair's phone to see if we could get a location. I can try that. I can call some people. I know some people who know some people. Well, I mean, we've got law enforcement. That's right true. Here. Yep. Also, then, just, just as a note, um, just to keep it so that you have something, uh, Mora's cell phone was replaced and there was a FedEx box at your uh, hotel room or wherever you're staying now. There was a box there with a new cell phone this morning before you came to this meeting. So you have a new one because he fried the last one with the yeah, whole GPS I thing. ordered it, all right? It's not a surprise. Yeah, it's not a surprise. You know about it. I would it. still review it. Go yeah. over it and make sure yeah. that like it hasn't been bugged or anything. So she's you, paranoid. You might be sitting at the table playing with your phone while the conversation's going on, which doesn't happen ever, <laughs> right? <laughs> for, for Mora, <laughs> I got this look from Mickey. I'm sorry. I'm so sure if that's something Cletus can do, then try to ping uh, Bruce's phone. Yeah. Did you get or us get her juvie record? I can champagne. Champagne's Juby records? Yeah, we're going to... Uh, I have already presumed, you guys just play along with it, that this is uh, late morning of the next day after their meeting in Charlotte and you guys going to talk to Aunt Mary Sue um, early the next day, uh, probably 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, r- probably right after the restaurant would open, you guys show up and here's where we are. So you probably haven't had a whole lot of time to to kick off much research. Yeah. But it might be something you're ready to do. All right. So let's let's put the ducks in a row then. Um, We need to uh, track down this phone number and find out what we can about it before we make the call. Um, We need to find out more information about this Jonathan um, Smith-Horace. Smith Horace that um, joined the family. See if we can't get some more information on that gentleman before we make the call. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we could have Jamie do with the business connections for the Gold's Gyms, maybe. I don't know. You could talk to your people, see if they know anything. Yes. Uh, we also need to look at the Upstate Underground. and um, I'll take that one. Yeah. What we well, that one, from the law enforcement perspective, um, not, not that uh, Mora couldn't do something, but from the law enforcement perspective, there, there are definitely cases that are linked to the underground of the upstate, which is upstate underground, is what the common name, public name, has been. And uh, where Marcus said the organization, and you didn't recognize it, that's the reason why. That's, that's what they call themselves internally. But everyone that you talk to would recognize upstate underworld. Yeah. Um, and we need to see if there's other, been other hinkiness with, uh, <laughs> with the gold gym. Um, other gold gyms. Other gold have, gyms. You're yeah. going to have to use that in the next session too, just to be consistent. Oh, hecky oh, becky! Hecky there's hecky so much hinkiness here. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't um, mind uh, having uh, Victor use any of his contacts to see if that name Bruce Flair comes up in any circles. Okay. Um, so, any other details you guys want to go over before I throw some of the information your way? Yeah. Um, no, I, I can't no? think of anything. Okay, so you have uh, the, the rest of the lunch is a pleasant lunch. The food is good. Um, we let Jamie pick up the check. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought he owned the place. Happy to do know. it. Happy to do it. All right. I leave a generous tip for my favorite waiter, Bethany. Bethany? Waitress. So, yeah, I, I thought <laughs> you were going to throw Bethany a Bethany is his name? <laughs> I thought you were going to throw a pun out there. I'm going to let Jamie Isn't pick Betty up the check. Isn't Betty a woman's name? Ah, uh, snap. Uh-uh. That's not, oh. you know, that's not worthy of a, a five. No points. Yeah. 
Um, I'm having to turn my mic on and off here because I'm hiccuping so much. <laughs> Sorry. Beth, Beth, so Bethany is a waitress at Got to scare Go. him. Guess what? Your wife's pregnant. That would do it. That would do it. We could just, just choke you out so you stop breathing. Like, who's she sleeping with? <laughs> She's pregnant and she wants to give birth just on the Lazy Boy recliner. Gotta hold your breath. That's why he got a new recliner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it midwife a, chair. There's a birthing station built in. There you go. Oh, God. I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for those listening, Kurt loves the children he I, has, I just do. not the ones he doesn't. I do. <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, we'll do kind of a little fade in, fade out of um, sequence here. Uh, I want to go to to Victor Bartok first. Um, you have a a medium level contact in the Vatican. You, if you want to give me a name, that'd be fine. Otherwise, I'll come up with one eventually. Uh, but you get on the phone with him, and he's got a thick Italian accent, which I can't do, so I don't want to insult him by making him sound like Mario. But, um, <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Yeah, it's, it's a me. Um, but when you call him and, and mention the name Bruce Flair, um, uh, we'll do a little of the conversation. He tells you um, uh, he did not always go by that name. Uh, once upon a time, he was something of the moon, I think. Something of the moon? Yes. I do not remember all of it. But now, How in the last up? couple centuries, he has been called Bruce Flair. Can you find out more about that? Or point me in somebody else I can he talk to? He seems to be a force for whomever draws his attention. He will help those... He he will help those he is interested in while at the same time hurting them. So he's just using... And you also get the impression that your contact here is probably on a phone where other people can hear him. Mm. So he's not giving you complete details. And that's on purpose, by the way. He's not going to give you more right now. Perhaps we can talk later when you're more secure. Perhaps. After I win this race... It's a me. just I got hit by a red turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, he is—he has never crossed paths with the uh, Knights of the Cross. He has had nothing evil in him to cause this to happen. But he has been a thorn in the side of all that is good for quite some time. Okay. Let's say his name's Rocco. Rocco. Yep. Rocco. Does he have a modern that. life? I have no, no idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Rocco's modern life? No. Yeah. You guys are old. Sorry. Damn it. That's right. So I'm going to say that um, he is, I don't, know, I don't know what's between like priest and bishop. Is there something in between? Aha. Uh-huh. So. Oh, Mickey was looking at that. I up. Googled Talk Roman me, Catholic Goose. Church hierarchy. Yep. So you got the Pope. Yeah. Then you got cardinals, yeah. archbishop, yeah. bishop, yeah. priest, yeah. deacon. Well, he is a priest in the Vatican, which makes him more important than you. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, uh, but that's where he is. He's not yeah, at yeah. the higher right, levels. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the guy though that will communicate with cardinals on your behalf. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's all. That's all I can ask for. Now he doesn't have a direct line to the pope. So he's a bishop. You would not have someone. Yeah, you would not he's have someone priest. in the Vatican who wasn't at least a bishop. He's a bishop. Like Cardinal Law. This uh, is from like a, no, this is like a bookkeeper kind of guy. 
Right. So, for example, uh, one of the things that I remembered was um, the uh, priest who uh, did the whole Big Bang Theory, came up with the Big Bang Theory, was not a bishop, and he was in the Vatican. He right. was a Vatican... Um, yeah, that's true. Oh gosh, what, Vatican. I can't remember. I can't uh, remember. Anyway, he was the right telescope now. guy at the Vatican. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But anyway, he was a he was a priest. Okay. So I mean, they I mean they have maintenance guys, right? <laughs> Essentially. So this guy is a bookkeeper. Got their own army in there. Well, maybe not a bookkeeper. <laughs> librarian type. Anyone, anyone oh yeah. Ordained, oh, he's definitely a priest. a priest. Can we call him a bishop? We are not going to call him. Ch- it fits with the whole chessboard. It, it does, but he was the great. <laughs> I'm the bishop. He was the gray bishop on the chessboard. So I don't want to... Yeah, Cletus wasn't yeah. on the chessboard, which makes me wonder what's up with that. I'm the player. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <sighs> that totally makes sense, though. Yeah. We're screwed. I actually, I'm I am, the captain now. <laughs> I am impressed that you actually mentioned that that because that was on purpose. I was going to mention that earlier, yeah. but that was fine. Yeah. Um, Sidetrack. Especially because it was a uh, soul gaze reference. Um, my thought, my first thought was I could throw it out there as you don't see yourself or just let it ride. And I let it ride mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what would happen. So I'm, I'm happy that that yeah. was caught. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, so anyway, he's, he is a priest at the Vatican who has a direct line to Cardinal. So he's as close as you can get to the Pope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm actually curious, Joe. Um, yeah. Since we are doing an investigation, would you like to use the rules for investigation? And I think we're about there. All right. Yes. Um, but some of this information I need to happen, and then some of that, some of it is um, random, whether it may or may not happen. Oh, fair enough. Um, and I think the reason I went to Chris first was because there was something I needed uh, Father Bartok to know that this guy has been a thorn in their side for centuries. That was important. I wanted to make sure that was known. And I also said flat out, you're not going to get any more details at this time. So he's also been a thorn on the side to the Vatican as well. Um, uh, to, to those on the side of the Almighty might be the, uh, the way to put it. Not just the Vatican, but those who would, who would um, be on the side of yeah, the good. Almighty. Yeah. Right. Um, but JJ, go ahead with that investigation bit because that is an important part of the rules so there are three categories for investigations simple complex and extended um and they're defined by the obstacles faced uh if the primary obstacle is in is time then the investigation is simple just for a moment um give the page number just as a oh sure 192 okay thanks so if the primary obstacle is time then the investigation is simple. You're going to get your information, just whether or not you're mm-hmm. going to get it enough of it or the quality of it. If the primary obstacle is access, the investigation is likely complex. If the primary obstacle is people, the investigation is considered extended. Um, so we, as the players in the GM, need to decide whether this is a simple, complex, or extended investigation. On page 193, top of 193. All right, so you're on 193 now. Okay. Um, because of what you were reading, I couldn't find on 192, and you went to 193, so that's what got me. All right, so we're, um, I would say for now, you guys are involved in a simple investigation, and it will be more complex as we get going, so that makes sense. Um, and they actually give some examples, which I think fits here. 
Uh, examples of a simple investigation are like a police officer running a plate, and I would uh, equate that with looking up a name for a record. Um, a private detective establishing the veracity of an assumed name, same idea, that uh, I'm going to find out who this person really is. Um, a character researching the owner of a parcel of real estate at the county records office, same idea. You're looking up something that shouldn't be too difficult to figure out. In this case, I think that's where we are right now. We're yep. learning surface facts of the investigation. Um, so at this point, it's, uh, it's an overcome role against a target number that I deem appropriate. Uh, usually plus two to plus 20, I think is what it says. Yep. No, it's that's plus right. four. Um, Multiples and, of five. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then... Essentially, you should expect to get the information, but it might cost something. That's pretty much what the rule states um, here on 193 under the simple investigation. Yep. It might take longer. An opponent realizes you're looking up uh, their information, etc. So let's move on then to the next. Uh, either uh, Mora, Jamie, or Cletus, what are the next steps of what you want to look into so that I can give you information? And this will probably involve the role. All right. Um, I think we need to uh, find out the role of the artifact. Uh, we need to find out uh, the name of the person, the Jonathan um, uh, Smith Horace. Jonathan Smith Horace. Find maybe 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 you know look into his backstory a little bit mm-hmm. as well as we could. Okay. Those those are one or two things, and then the third thing would be to Gold's gym. the Gold's Gym connection. Okay, what do you want to do first, and who's going to do it? So I can get an idea of what role. Um, I will do the uh, Gold's Gym connection. So okay. I will look at I will look for any uh, police reports on file that reference Gold's Gym. Okay. And this one is one where it will involve some investigation. I can't hear you. You don't have your microphone. Well, Jamie it's could have. On. Shouldn't Jamie I, research Gold's Gym since he has business connections that might give us a line of sight into who's behind the investments? Yeah, although Gold's is a national chain, so if you wanted to do that, I think that's fine. Whereas I can track down Jonathan Smith easily in the upstate. I'll search the real property yeah. services website, get address. Yeah, you can look, yeah, up, look up... Uh, the property you learn in Zillow and see what it looks yeah. like before yeah. you go I mean, check it What out. I'm thinking yeah. about, and I apologize for my hiccups, but... Um, I think I'm, it's cute. <laughs> Gold's is a national chain that, you know, I think yeah. it probably started in California or somewhere and expanded. So if you were a an entity seeking to exert influence throughout the country, mm-hmm. which we don't know who that is, but Gold, like some expanding franchise, Gold, Gold's point. Gym, Chick-fil-A, That's would be hot. a good way to do that. Yeah. So I think Cletus could look at gold. Now, I could hold look on. At Jonathan Chick-fil-A Horst. would be affiliated with the priest. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. Which is why it's, it's, so it's true hold is limited <laughs> to the uh, yeah. south. Mainly in the south, but they're reaching. They're, 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 they're in the Connecticut. They're in the they're 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 reaching. Reaching. I could also do a, uh, a background check on the number that we have. Okay. The yeah, one is supposed to be called. Ping that thing. Okay. Um, so let's start. Actually, let's start with that one. Okay. We'll start with the number, so and it, it will be investigation. Okay, um, and let's let's do that. I am I'm going to uh, give a number to it right now. You're giving a number to it in your yeah. head? Okay. No, well I've got it right here, so you can't see it. Oh, okay. But people will know I'm not cheating. 
I've been trying to do this as we go. Once I know my it's number, really just I hold me the up finger. Yeah. All right, so I have a plus one on my dice, um, and my guile is a plus one, so that gives me a two. I have a three. It wouldn't be intellect. I don't know it. Yeah. In the little example they give, um, where she's trying, no, what? no, because she's trying. So here's what I'll give you. Um, Based on you having a two and me having a three, you're going to get some of the information. It's just not going to be as useful as you might want. So you're trying to figure out this phone number and who or where or whatever. You're trying to get full information. What you find is it's tied to a prepaid phone, like the kind you'd buy off the shelf at uh, Dollar General or something. Um, And whoever is using it does not uh, stay on it long enough for any records to be where you could figure out where they were from. So it, it it was purchased somewhere. Actually, let's just say it's purchased in Greer on the Dollar General on Route 14. And how long has it been active? Um, you can't tell. Okay. Yeah, it was per. Oh, let me tell you, say it this way: it was purchased six months ago, but you don't know how long it's been activated. Okay. But um, that's what you get from that. All right. And uh, the. So we don't have any even last. Time it hit a cell tower or anything like that? No, uh, just because of the role. Gotcha. It doesn't have, he, he wasn't able to get full information yeah, from absolutely. it. And, and that's really because whoever's using it was probably good enough to hide their tracks because yeah. I had a three and he had a two. Um, so the secondary the one is speaking. the finding out about the artifact. So, okay. um, yeah. you know, communicate with Marcus again mm-hmm. um, and. See what so can't be found. You're gonna. You're going to try to use the resources of the White Council's library. Correct. Okay. That one is definitely going to take time, and I'll give you more information. Keep a note of it because it will probably be in the next episode. Ten four. All right. So essentially, you drop off your request with the librarian, and you will get more information. The librarian clerk will start yes. running it down for me. Exactly. Um, because that one will probably take days for them to find the right book with the right reference or books and try and piece those things together to give you some info. Correct. Okay. Um, and then the last one, I believe, is the Gold's Gym Connection. Okay. So let's... Um, I want someone else to roll, so who might... I'll roll. I, might, I, think, uh, no, I, I think it's reasonable for Jamie to try and look up why Gold's Gym is moving into his hometown neighborhood thing. Greer instead of Greenville, but I think it makes sense for um, someone of the Anderson clan to look into this. And what is my well, approach? You determine. That's what it. I would ask you. I chose Guile because... Whatever you would use for business, maybe? Or, no. I mean, I would think intellect, but it's the same as Guile in terms of the modifier. But, I mean, then say it's intellect if that's what you want it to be. Uh, but So you're approaching it in a, a smart a way. Pure research. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I rolled and, a... Um, uh, I missed a dice. A die. Uh, All right. Well, I have a number already that Chris can see at least. All right. Two pluses, two minuses is neutral on the die plus a then. two on intellect. Sweet okay. Tie. So I had said a two on this because it's not too difficult um, as a matter of public record who's actually moving in. Um, so for your reference, you may or may not know this name. You know what? Let's try and... Let's try and do this as a, gosh, this would be like create an advantage. Um, you would have an advantage if you happen to know who this is. So we're going to do this kind of as um, 
when we're in combat, there's a move called create an advantage in action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to let you or have you roll this first, and we'll keep using intellect. Um, because once I give you the name, I'll let you know if you recognize it and know something about it. So you can have this, uh, the same roll, essentially, and there's going to be a two as your target on it. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't ring a bell. Plus right. one. So the name um, on the... Oh, i got to switch my screen here. Give me just a second. The name of the, um, the company who has uh, leased the building for Gold's Gym is Moreland Enterprises. It doesn't ring a bell to you, but it's probably significant. Yep. All right. Can we run a Google search on Moreland and find out? You know, I, I wanted to kind of keep you two characters together, so that probably makes sense. So let's do... Well, so, yeah, what we would on actually, my brand new phone? Well, no, here's what we would do. <laughs> sure, why not? Mickey, for, or uh, Mora. Mora. First, we would go to the South Carolina... Secretary of State's website to see mm-hmm. if, and search the company. And if it's a South Carolina LLC, there would be a registered agent listed, mm-hmm. which doesn't tell us the ownership or anything, but it tells us who the contact is that so. would get sued if we sued the company. That's a first step. It may or may not be helpful. Yeah. yeah. So let's, um, let's do that. And with that in mind, Mickey, we're going to do the same kind of thing. You're going to be trying to create an advantage in this situation. So you're going to do a role based on the approach you choose to use. I am going to use... I, I would say force will probably not work. Yeah, force Just, won't work. Yeah. I'm going to use I mean, you could push focus. the screen on your cell phone harder and harder, <laughs> but it's still going to give you the same results. Fuck this search! Fuck this shit! <laughs> Rip the battery out. Yeah. Um, focus, right? I guess focus means you take your time and exactly. you look through you, you, multiple nuances. It's like sniper instead of assault rifle. I'm going to use focus and I'm going to start at the Secretary of State website, find okay. out who the agent is, and then if it's an LLC, continue kind of like down the rabbit hole until we can find a person. Right. Okay. Now, I will say this may not be a South Carolina LLC, in which case we would look at Delaware mm-hmm. probably okay. next. So we're going to start with this as a roll, which you can't see what your target is right now. But so I'm going to roll can. my pretty blue dice. You do that, and then we're going to follow that up with if it means anything to you when you find it. Well, I've got two blanks, one plus, one minus, which okay. cancels out, and my focus is plus two. Well, I had a two set as your target, which means after, let's say, 10 or 15 minutes of following this link, going back to that link... Um, you find that Moreland Enterprises is actually owned by one Frank Moreland. And does that name ring a bell for me? That's your next role. This is where you're going to try and create that advantage of having knowing. Known I'm going to do a white pages search on okay. Moreland. Okay. Why not? Oh, so for that, I'm going to give this number. Continuing with focus. See. Yep. Okay. Oh, my dice so are a little nicer this you're time. You're a little up this time. So I have a three, all told. In this case, what you end up finding is a little more than you would expect because you got a plus one. Um, and maybe it's just because after seeing several different links, you're piecing them together in your head. No one link actually points this out. But Moreland Enterprises appears to own um, several Gold's Gyms in the upstate as well as several adult entertainment clubs in the upstate. Yes! Ooh, yeah! yeah. Let's kind of start gym there. Gym and strip clubs? <laughs> yeah. Let's start yeah. there, right? Yeah. Dude, that's, that would be my business venture if I could start over. <laughs> Gyms and strip clubs. 
<laughs> First you pump up, then you pump it. Yeah. Is that what two Harvard law degrees get Yeah, you? I want to have like Apparently. a super nice steakhouse with naked women. <laughs> and a gym right next door. So the women have to work out in the or gym men, and then men. serve cool the steak men. naked. I mean, something for everyone. Maybe we'll yeah. have... Some, uh, Let's not get too personal, but uh, <laughs> but I respect Frank Borland as a businessman. Was that Kurt that just said? Let's not get personal. <laughs> nice. Um, so he owns gyms and adult venues. I find it interesting that when you learned or? somebody owns gyms and adult venues, you stop taking. Wait, are they like strip clubs, or are they like videos, <laughs> or, or are they like toy sex tenders box? Like, um, the they are strip clubs. Okay. Gentlemen's strip clubs, clubs, adult entertainment. Awesome. That totally means yeah. our adventure is going to a strip club. It should be a first for the point. shed. It, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> On the air, anyway. That's um, true. But none of that was direct. Like, you couldn't find one page that said, Moreland Enterprise owns this and this yeah. and this. Yeah, You're yeah, finding these down. through odd links, and you piece this together because of your plus one. Yeah. So, at that point... Um, what, it, what it equates to, for me at least, in using the creating advantage is you now have, um, we'll call it the aspect of you know a little more about Frank Moreland. Oh, I love him so much. How old is he? <laughs> um, 50. You know, that's a good point. I hadn't mentioned He's 40-something. Uh, let's say 43. <gasps> yeah. He's me. <laughs> he's Kurt. He's real life Kurt. You're so yeah. cute. You're like... He's me. Uh, I'm gonna I was at this awkward moment when I do like coaching things. And like, if you could do anything with your life, what would you do? I was like, well, I really like my job, but I'd love to run a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I just recently. What re- would it be called? I rewatched The Sopranos, so bada bing is on my mind. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's that kind of thing, right? Anyway. There was, um, just as an aside, there was one up yeah. in, in uh, Providence when I lived up in Boston. Uh, it was called the Foxy Lady, which I did not Ooh. necessarily love that name, but I loved that they did. I knew um, about that one. Legs and eggs brunch yes. every Sunday, yeah. which was awesome. Legs and and there was a place. Um, it. it may have been the Foxy. You tell me if you know this or not. But there was a strip club, and I thought it was in Connecticut. Either way, where if you went there for the legs and eggs or the uh, the lunch, uh, they would make it so that your receipt said fish market. <laughs> That's what they sold under the name of, so you could expense your receipt. <laughs> Love it. Yes. But that, I thought that was hysterical. Just exposing another l- nuance of <laughs> life is. in the Northeast. Yes, exactly. You just, you just ruined some guy's life. You know, his wife, like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I knew you didn't listen. go get fish, you little <laughs> bastard. Yep. You hornball. How come we didn't have cod that Wait, night? Why don't you, sm- you don't smell like cod. You smell like, like strawberry <laughs> and coconut oil. And what's that glitter all over <laughs> your face? <laughs> glitter. Motherfucker. Baby oil. Why does it smell like baby oil in here? Um, do, what, you wa- uh, do you want me to lower my volume? Was there any other information? Um, I want to say we've covered the we things well, that we, we mentioned. No, we haven't done Jonathan Horace. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah, okay. Um... Which uh, should be a, that should be a very easy. Well, who wants to do the searching on that? I, mean, I can do that because it's going to involve a role. Um, okay. Finding out significant information will involve a role. I will give you some basic information as part of it, but significant information. I say I can at least find out addresses that. and owner property yeah, ownership. Exactly. So I've got a number that Kurt can't see this time. I got to use my other hand. But let's see what he, what approach were you using? Uh, this one I'd have time, so I'd use focus. Okay, I rolled neutral on the dice and uh, plus three from focus. 
my number was a three, so you're right there. Um, what that means in this case is I'm going to give you some of the information, but without any shifts to the positive in your case, I won't give you anything super duper awesome. Okay. Um, so the, the most notable thing you find is zero public records anywhere for Jonathan's, Jonathan Smith before he married Champagne Horace. Since he married her, um, he, he seemed to drop off the radar completely while she was in New Orleans, which was that 20 years ago thing, um, and then only resurfaced yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. The day that Champagne was killed. Or maybe so he was two never, days ago. So whatever was, it was, within the last several So he days. was never on the radar until yesterday. For 20 years. So well, you have a record, essentially, the first record you find is he married, on this day, Jonathan gotcha. Smith gotcha. was gotcha. wed to Champagne Horace, and then you've got 30 years-ish of stuff, um, and all that stuff was essentially happily married husband, happy wife, um, going about their business, and then 20 years ago, which is the time that you know from Mary Sue, that um, she went to New Orleans... He just dropped off and resurfaced at the time, whatever the day was. Now, I want to say it was yesterday. Maybe it was two days based on our timeline. The day that Champagne was killed, there's a record of um, uh, Jonathan Horace Smith um, returning to the Greenville Spartanburg Airport from Atlanta. So, so it sounds more like the, he's using her as a patsy to do things for him. Yeah, she's a, a body or a conduit or something. She, she's the front man. She yeah. was the front man. So now, in that meantime, in that 30 years time, it, like I said, regular news stories. Maybe he uh, did something. Well, I'll say it flat out. He did something for the community like once a year. You could see him show up on the board of this public school yeah. or Hosted what have you. He seemed to be a completely with the community guy um, who has zero history before his marriage that you could find and a 20-year gap in uh, having really popped up on any radar. All right, so last but not least is to finally make the call. And I think that, uh, I think um, Jamie should be the one to make the call. To Jonathan? To Jonathan. No, to the, uh, oh, I to thought the, you meant to, to the, the unknown number. number. The phone number, yes. The one that says that we're supposed to say it's Bill Smith calling, but I think you should yeah. use Jonathan Smith. And that, and that was, uh, Chris, if you could fill in that blank. It was the... Yeah, that's, we have Bruce's phone number, we have it, and Champagne had said to say... You know, I said, is there any code or any way to, you know, intro the conversation? She said, say, Bill Smith call is calling, but the bill part was a lie. So we're just assuming it's Jonathan Smith. Smith. So Jonathan Smith. So we're assuming Jonathan Smith. You're going to impersonate. Now, do we have anything that belongs to Jonathan or that we think belonged to Jonathan? Maybe the necklace. Because we don't know how she got the necklace. Mm-hmm. In your spell book or in your ritual book, do you have anything that would give us insight into who Jonathan is? Maybe give him some ammunition to impersonate him over the phone? Your lack of knowledge has never been more glaring. Fuck Why you, would you that a wizard has a spell book? I don't know. And oh then he pulls out his spell book. <laughs> Jesus you Christ. Fucking, <laughs> fucking idiotic. Worthless piece Gosh, of Mara, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Let's take this outside so I can kick your ass up and down the block. 
<laughs> All right, poof, you're outside and <laughs> roll, roll for initiative. <laughs> roll for roll. Someone's getting spanked later. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure who, but someone. <laughs> Kirk wishes it was him. Yeah. Spellbook insult. Aside, what was it you were saying? Could you give him any advantage? Could you create an advantage for him so that whomever is on the other side of the line will believe that he's? That's Jonathan. a good point. That's good role playing. Trying to create an advantage. Like a false voice, but we don't know what he sounds I don't, like. I wouldn't know what he sounds like, but I could make the line staticky, and that oh way he could just mask. stand by the phone. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> something, anything, right? Because yeah. right now we have zero advantage. If you could do anything to make it easier, so fuck all look y'all. At, look at your wife <laughs> creating advantages. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Well done, Mickey. Thank you. With the fuck all y'all. Well, and my goal is I'm going to say as few words as possible. I'm going to try to be like. Yeah. It's Smith. It's Smith. Jonathan Smith. What's up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Got to make sure you say Jonathan. Too. So let's let's play this out as roles. Um, so JJ, we're gonna we're gonna call this um, uh, an action that we're going to use, and we're not gonna do initiative or anything, but yeah. we're going to use these pieces, and you'll be trying to create an advantage. And really, what that comes down to is use the hiccups for real. Like, you're oh, going sorry, to make it now. so it's easier <laughs> for Kirk. You're going to create an aspect <laughs> that Jamie can then use. Correct. So, uh, what is the aspect you want to create? Well, is it I, what we just said? It's actually going to be this static on the static on the line sort of thing. Like okay. it's going to sound, okay. you know. Either faint or static on the line. Um, okay. Something's going to be up with the communication. Okay. So, so I will, hopefully I whoever will, it is they're as calling. As long as it's successful, I will call it static on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Static. That way um, it yeah. works to your advantage if you use it, and I can use it against you because of the static on the line. He might not believe you. But so we'll see how that goes. I'm going to you know set up a little ritual. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to... Uh, I, it's, it's been a suspicion I've had for a long time right. about interfacing with electronics. This, <laughs> this, this, is, this is going to be my first yeah. chance, or first try, uh, where something's on the line. Can we also have your people uh, try to like monitor the phone number? Uh, my people as in the, the, the law detectives? Enforcement. Law yeah. enforcement? You need a warrant for that. Yeah. Ha- have you... Have you told anybody there that you are no, other I, than a cop? I am on leave right now Okay, while I'm on this little mission. Yeah, because I would see that raising some suspicion. Not that you can't do it. Exactly. I, yeah, I the would person see that. that ra- was named Alice or something? Yeah, like. that she would look up stuff for him. Yeah. Right. But, um, Maybe she doesn't have the Saying trace this call is probably a little beyond. Well, no, I mean, it'll eventually it'll, it's going to hit a cell tower now, so we can yeah. probably get information. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I, I don't disagree. It's just something that would bring up suspicion in one of his contacts, exactly. most likely. Which I like, so I'm yeah. perfectly happy Let's with talk. you doing it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but I, I want to leave it absence, and I want to leave it that way. Okay. Uh, but I am going to set up a circle. I am going to... um a circle for? You need a circle? You always yeah. need a circle. Okay. You might as well. Circle jerk. I Go have ahead. to, I you have to have... That. You can see it, though. I have to have... That's going um, to be on this. Focus. Job. So I need, I need silence. Shush. Okay. Everyone shush. How am I going to power the spell? What am I going to use to... Um, just that. do the... What's the cost? For this, for this ritual, because a ritual always has to have cost. Uh, in this case, in order to 
properly. Can I have your cell phone? In, let I me, just let me, got let me it. Let me finish because we're on the same page. In order to properly interfere with a cell phone, you must sacrifice a cell phone. Yeah. You're so, buying me another <laughs> cell phone, you asshole, as is, she hands it over to you. You're probably going to want to pick up the insurance plan, Maura. Oh, I've had the insurance. <laughs> Hanging out with this jerk. Yeah. Even with your job insurance. normally. <laughs> You're right. buying me another one, and so, I want an iPhone 7. Right? Uh, is that the new one? <laughs> Did he just... He just shushed you. With the hand I, I, motion, I, I, even. I need, That's like uh, doubly. I need oh, he wants me to break my foot off in his ass, <laughs> doesn't he? Don't break the circle, please. Not your left foot, though. Just the right foot. Yes. Actually, if you dropped, kicked his anus. Perhaps. All right. That's fun. So I have three negatives and one plus. Ooh. However, um, because of my uh, class choice of magical partitioner, I have thaumaturgy, which gives me a plus two to rituals. Okay. And using focus means I have a plus five total minus two. So three. Um, and, and Mickey had already seen what mine was earlier. So it's I started three. with a three and rolled one plus and one minus. So I have a three as well. Uh, what that's going to get you is you will see the screen on Mora's cell phone pop to life. And then it starts flickering. And Jamie, the phone you're using to make the call, it has static at the same moments of the flickering of the screen. So when that screen flickers on, you hear a little pop, pop, and it just keeps going like that. Almost rhythmic. Okay. Like maybe you're in a tunnel or something, right? The typical. Okay. But the goal so, of the, all of yeah. this is to try to... You have a bad right, yeah. line. Let's set up a physical meeting. And as you dial the number, we will wrap up this episode. And we'll find oh, out no. how the call goes at the beginning of the next one. But in the meantime, we can all say... Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Next Thanks episode will be better, we promise. Hopefully, JJ and Mickey will still be married next episode. We're always married. Okay, thanks. Can't get away from this guy. <laughs> Simulacrum. Okay, bye. 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 The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.